What's up, Ragnar Runner? I am Sarah Albanawi, and I am a Ragnar Relay Ambassador. Consider me your top resource for your travel tips, packing, team building, or information about the venue, anything Ragnar. Find me at Sarah Albanawi on Instagram. Save 10% at registration by using my ambassador code SAAMB22. Sarah, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Great. Let's talk about Ragnar Trail, Vermont. Where was it? Let's, um, it was in uh, Escutney Mountain. Um, it's like close to Claremont in Vermont. Like how far from Burlington? Um, I think it's about an hour, if I'm not mistaken. Um, my team and I, we flew into Boston, Logan. Okay. And uh, we drove. So it was about an hour and a half from there. Oh, that's not far at all. No. I thought it'd be a lot farther. Yeah, me too. I thought it would be three or four hours, but it wasn't. New England is kind of funny because, like, you know, it's all, like, the Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and, like, Vermont are all, like, next to each other. It's, like, kind of interlaced. I feel like. Right, so it's not as far as, as one would think. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Speaking of which, you can hear the birds in the background here at the Bracken's Painting Break it down for Bracken's podcast studio out here on the patio. So, sorry if the birds are distracting. It's actually beautiful out here. The weather is so beautiful. It's perfect. I know. So, let's jump right into it. So, travel was easy. Any any lessons learned with travel this time around, number eight? Um, honestly, I feel, like, super lucky because I'm flying out of DCA straight shot to, like, Boston. It was about an hour and a half. Very smooth, you know, operation. Um you check, is, did you check a bag or did you haul everything? I, I checked a bag because like when I am when it's trail, I want my four person tent. I need my space inside my tent. <laughs> uh, I need to put everything inside. Like I'm like I have to have everything kind of set. Um, I feel like it was just no brainer to pack this time because like okay, the tent goes here, <laughs> the the cot goes here, and you know I. You know, I learned how to sleep comfortably in a tent, so... That's good. That's really good. I remember when I I used a, a cot for the first time. It was at Northwest Passage, and Rhonda had, like, an extra one. Yeah. It, it, it improved my life so much. One of those <laughs> one of those small, compressible, like, it breaks down yeah, with the poles. Yeah, like, this big. It's yeah. just, just, like, you know, like now, your arm. Ragnarians out there, anybody who's been doing them or somebody who wants a good cheat code, a cot that breaks down into a small package is a game changer oh absolutely yeah and improve how well you sleep and then actually this time is the first time i i brought also my you know the sleeping pad so i put that on top of the the cot oh my lord like yeah it's like a bed <laughs> i'm surprised you weren't doing that before that's definitely a it's a strong luxury move yeah and and you know doing ragnar and doing travel ragnars and even more so doing immortal where you 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 have to do so many packing and unpacking trips yeah that you really do learn what you use and you learn what makes what really is worth it and then you're really able to itemize the things that you don't use every race you're like well i'm not bringing it because i don't need it absolutely and it's not the end of the world if you forget a hoodie you can buy a hoodie at the gear shop right but the um i i, I definitely remember that I know when I went to, I think it was Northwest Passage, that was like number seven for yeah. me, but it was like number 23 of total. Yeah. And like the clothes that I wore on the airplane out there into the social before the event 
was the same clothes I wore sightseeing the entire day after the, after the race. After the race yeah. And I know I was a little grungy, but it was Seattle. So grunge is okay there. <laughs> and then flying home kind of dirty was okay because I just didn't care. I just finished a Ragnar. Nice. Yeah. But let's get to the uh, trail. So how was, how was the venue? Um, the venue was smaller, but it was beautiful. Like it was just, the weather was just perfect. Like, you know, um, smaller compared to what? Well, it's like the kind of the same size. The village would be the same size as like Richmond. Mm -hmm. Um, not a lot of teams, uh, like, I want to say 150 teams. Did I'm you do a uh, Michigan Trail? I did Michigan Trail, and that was much smaller. That was smaller than like Vermont? Michigan Trail was smaller than Vermont. Okay. Um, Michigan Trail, none of, like, the vendors showed up. Right. Only, like, the the food. Oh, I, just, I think because it's so far from any major city that there yeah. are no vendors. Yeah. Frankly. No, but for Vermont, we had, like, the, you know, important vendor the beer people mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> i had like the green mountain lager it was really good um and um you know the um, i forget what's the name of it like non-alcoholic beer they were there right. the first day too um there were like there's like there was breakfast lunch and dinner there was vendors but um i learned that we go to we stop at the walmart and then you get sandwich stuff and you get like protein it's like very like you're like we're like we're getting down to business like we're not like yeah. joking i'm hungry i have like pickles pickle juice and uh, some of our team did pickle juice and fireball like i thought they sure. thought it was amazing i don't partake yeah <laughs> um but anyways yeah it was um the venue was really nice I ski really resort right it's a ski resort yeah um was the lodge open like for you to go in to buy food too? No, but there were there was a hotel and there was like apartments like people did Airbnb. Oh nice. And then glamping was was there right there too. Uh but a lot of people like so um the I don't know, uh, Jessica Thurston had a booby bandit team. Uh, yeah, yeah. they had a, a they rented the three bedroom apartment in that um and you know they were basically just staying at a condo while we were camping and yeah. then other people were like glamping so that's that's another option uh, and then you know somebody said that it was cheaper than glamping so i don't know like for oh, me per person that's crazy <laughs> yeah so how was the um how was the race course was it was the weather good like and what was your first leg so i i was runner six so i did red yellow green mm -hmm. um um first of all like the weather was really great all throughout except like midday is it was hot uh -huh. like it was the first day was 85 the next day was about 90 i think it was up to 90 but it was just for a few hours different than the west coast hot um yeah it is yeah. i mean you how long were you off you had you had a break you were off for a month six weeks that was off for two months two months yeah so like i did tahoe mid-july and then this is like beginning of september i did uh and tahoe Vermont. was hot though no tahoe was tahoe was uh, hot during the day as which well. one was the hot one was that arizona the hottest or? one was zion 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 everybody was like 
you know dropping like flies right. and yeah it was just it was just tough and also like zion to the altitude people were like getting altitude sickness and stuff but the secret again i told you it's altitude pills and i was like i was holding my altitude pills people were like for my 700 you know feet elevation you don't you don't have to worry about that you know you live at 400 feet elevation I'm like okay 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 i get it there's yeah. elevation but there's no altitude all right yes exactly um, the um so when you say it was hot, it was like a sticky hot, like a out in the woods kind of hot, East Coast hot. No, no, no. You're in the mountain and still you have like this Vermont nice breeze oh, okay. the entire time, like under the shade, even when it was hot outside, it wasn't bad. But and it was like, uh, that's what I was saying, like it's perfect weather. Um, for me, my first leg was red and it was about 7.2 miles. Um, and it is... That's pretty long. It's long. And it's kind of like a step down as far as difficulty and technical than West Virginia, but it was it, it was challenging enough, but it's not like it is doable. Yeah, Jenny said it was very similar to West yeah. Virginia. Mm -hmm. It's very similar, and but it's it's beautiful. I enjoyed it. Like I missed. I, I'm really sad that I missed West Virginia because, like you know, I was my daughter was sick, I couldn't go, but like you know, I I feel like that's kind kind of a little bit of comparable. Like oh, I did a technical, you know, yeah, sure. terrain, and it was nice, um, but. So the first mile and a half for the red is about, is the same as yellow. So yellow and red go first mile and a half together. And it's like you're just doing switchbacks up the mountain, mm -hmm. which is like, you're not really doing elevation, but you you know how you're like sideways, you're like running sideways. So your your feet are like kind of... One foot's higher than the other kind of yeah, thing, like the trail so a little off camber. That was like, you had to like kind of adjust to that. That was uncomfortable for me, but you know, um, it's just very doable. It's nice. like, you know, it's like... You're like happy, you lucky, and you look up, and everybody's going left and right. And left oh, that's and right. neat. It's so funny. Um, was that in an exposed area, or was it? In it a was exposed. Oh, so it's that like was, up a up a actual ski slope. Yes. Oh man. So that was exposed, uh, but it was nice in the beginning. Like when I started, I'm trying to remember what time I started. I think about maybe like one o'clock. I went out, and then one one p.m. So, uh, but then you start going into the woods and then you start the elevation and like the technical part of it. Um, and you, you go up and down and up and down and you have some areas where you like just kind of cruising. Um, and that was about four, four and a half miles. And, um, and then you go into like an open road and that's up, up, up. That's like, that's elevation. That's lunging, you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> going up. But that was like maybe half a mile before you hit the field. And the field is just shooting down. Like you're oh, like nice. just going down. And then you meet again with the yellow for another mile and point two. So, and then when you're in the woods, you're kind of crossing the yellow as well. Oh, neat. So, um, so yellow and red was not like, they were not too far as far as technical from each other, you know. Cool. So then yellow is basically more the same? Yellow is more the same, but... <laughs> nighttime probably, right? It was nighttime for me, and I, uh, I I forgot how much I get scared at night. I don't <laughs> like the dark. Right. I have no issues with anything. I just don't want anything sneaking up on me as far as like an animal. Like I don't want a bear. A moose. Or a moose. I would like not know how, what to do. They tell you it's natural. This is their natural habitat. You know let it go if it's not bothering you make big noise so they can go away but i'm like who would think at that moment to do that so right <laughs> but anyways so 
And I don't know what a bear smells like, but it did smell a bear. What? And then they said that they, somebody thought that they saw a small bear in the mountain. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Did you say you smelled a bear? Yeah, I smelled like, you know, you know, like that musty kind of like, it's not a, like, you know, the dog doesn't smell like that, but it's kind of like that. And it's just kind of like, it was a mixture. And then Sarah. And then, and then somebody else <laughs> said, said to me that they, oh, I did smell it too. And I'm like, okay, I thought I smelled the skunk or something. But then they told me they saw a bear, so. They always talk about it. In like Colorado, they always say, oh, there's a mountain lion sighting up on the uh, yellow. And you're like, ugh. Oh, do you think this, they're just doing it to hype up the, the course or something? I don't know who's doing it, but it keeps everybody alert and not relaxed, which is better than being relaxed. I don't know. I'm I'm calling shenanigans on smelling a bear, but I, I guess. Is, I, so the, the, I like, chalked it up to like, oh, maybe it's like like a, some small animal that was nearby because it smelled like something. It smelled like... Um, Did it smell like decay? Did it smell rotten? Because it may have been an animal that had passed away. No, no, no. It doesn't. It smelled like a live thing that had just passed through my path not too long ago. Oh I'm just, I went through it. So another person on my team said the same thing. And I'm like, oh. And then as somebody was saying, oh, we saw like a small bear. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's what we passed by. And she's like, yeah, I smelled the same thing. So it's just kind of like shared experience. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't see it. I can't say that I, I, I was right. I maybe I'm imagining I can't even, things. I can't even visualize what a small bear is. Like, I think all bears are big enough unless they're babies. And if it's a baby, then that means then, a then mom. The mom yeah, like I'm, I'm moving out. I, I once saw a um, – I was out hiking with some, some girlfriends back like in – 2000 yeah maybe 99 so long ago but we're just trucking up this hill called robertson pass or robertson mountain and they were ahead of me because i'm slow and they're all excited like, oh my god look 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 oh no i'm sorry just the opposite i was ahead of them oh okay and i saw these two bear cubs playing on a log <laughs> and i'm saying like from here to that fence so a strong 20 22 feet but that's really close. Yeah. I turned around and started scooting down the mountain fast. And yeah. the girls were like, what's up? I said, there are some bear cubs up there and they're playing with each other. We got to get out of here now. And I'm like, what? This is so long ago. They brought out their disposable cameras. They're like, oh my God, let's go. Where was that? When was that? Where? Uh, by Old Rag Mountain. Oh, uh, here in West Virginia. In, yeah, in Virginia. Like, oh, yeah, okay. down in Shenandoah. Anyways. I saw those cubs. I was like, we got to get out of here. And they ran towards them. I'm like, this this is not the move. <laughs> if there's babies, there's a mama. And the mama's... If there's any animals, I will be running away. But I'm telling you, I didn't see anything. I just smelled. Right. And it smelled like... It really smelled like something that was just right there. Putting out its pheromones. And then... um Oof. And I was like, I was like, okay. I stopped for a second. I'm like, no, 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 you don't stop. And I kept going. And then I'm like, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, this conversation that you have in your head. And you're like, who's that person talking in there? Like, you know, you need to go. You need to keep going. Yeah. For anybody who's listening to this podcast who might be thinking about doing a Ragnar or has done just their home turf Ragnar, just so you know, 99.8% of the time. You don't see any animals. And you don't smell bear. And there's no th animal Thank threats you, Kevin. You on course. You make me feel like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, because I've seen a snake. Okay, I've seen a snake, and I've, I've never seen, seen that. 
I've seen um, I deer. A chipmunk. I've seen deer. Yes, <laughs> I've I've certainly never smelled a bear. But it, don't let don't get spooked about Ragnar because Sarah hey. has fears of large prey, which is legit. But I don't think it's out there, guys. Yeah, I've I've done what um, I maybe I want to say twelve, thirteen Ragnars, like ever, <laughs> and I've never seen any animals like okay. besides like a chipmunk or a bird. But you definitely smelled a bear. But I definitely smelled a bear. I'm going to hold on to that in my memory for a while. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad I'm providing entertainment for you, Kevin. <laughs> okay, so anything else interesting on yellow? So yellow, um, I was like, when I was packing, like I do my check, pre-check and double three-check at home before I leave. Mm-hmm. But I was, I like, I really was doing last minute stuff. So I did not change the batteries to my light for both of my lights. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, and then I brought extra batteries. I had no issues. I have everything. Everything is there. It's just all you had to do, Sarah, was take the old batteries out, put the new batteries in before you go on your night run. <laughs> and guess what? I forgot. Because you're a pro. You've done it a million <laughs> times. And you're just like, oh, you know what? Let's just test fate. And then I, I put on my lights, and then I, I bring two of them. So I have two headlights. I don't. I have two headlights. Oh, very good. And then I that's have, prepared. Yeah. And I have extra extra lights. So, um, and I I remember changing one set of batteries, but I think I don't know something was wrong. It's just not working right. Um, so it's just the light kept fading, and I'm like, what's going on? Like I press it, it goes on, but then it keeps fading. I'm like, oh no! And I had already started running. I'm already inside the woods, and I'm like, okay. And then so the difference between yellow and red, um, yellow is like more groomed, but it's still like these little like roots that you don't see, and you keep tripping. So I kept tripping and like catching myself. I didn't fall, but like it was just. You know, it was just trickier, and it, there's a lot what of... What time of night? Nah, um, about 9 o'clock. It was okay. in that late. Yep, yep. And then and then you either you're going up or you're going down. There's no, like, a lot of, yeah. like, straight line or, like, it was just, just a lot of... You have to be kind of hypervigilant, like, just watching where you're stopping and stuff. It's not, like, hard, actually. I really enjoyed it, except mm-hmm. that I was worried about my light going out. And I'm like... The light is so dim, I can't see. And I'm like, shit. All right, let's get the uh, the, the new light, the, the new backup, battery. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop. And I'm doing it as I'm walking. And I'm like, you know, using two hands. <laughs> and I'm like, after I put it and I turned it on, I'm like, oh, my God. And then there was light. It <laughs> 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 was like a mile and a half in. And I'm like, <laughs> it was just, it was. I was freaking out because it was dark. I don't like the dark. And I did it to myself, right? <laughs> I can't help. I can't help but laugh. Please and laugh because it's funny. Uh, it's I, like, how could I forget something as simple as putting new batteries into your like headlamp before you go? And I brought two with me. Like you know, it's, it sounds like I'm prepared. Right? Well, it's pro level to have two. First of all, <laughs> it's it's a hindrance to have two. Like it's only a four mile run. It's only a five mile run. How bad could it be, bro? When that light goes out and you're on trail, and I'm very fortunate that during all of my Ragnars. And night legs, I've never had a light failure. And sometimes I would carry two, yeah. but the more comfortable I got with racing Ragnars, the more I tested the potential challenge. So I would only <laughs> take one, yeah. and then sometimes I wouldn't even charge it or change the batteries. Just be like, Meh, 
let's see what happens. Right. I'm so lucky that I never lost it. Because yeah. you see those people coming in. They're always coming in with somebody. Yeah. And they have no headlamp. And that person that they're with is either slower or faster. So it's just an inconvenience. Absolutely. Hey, so good for you having two headlamps. That's amazing. Hilarity is, anybody new listening, you're going to want to have a second headlamp or Extra batteries. Supreme discipline in changing your batteries before you go out. <laughs> yeah. And, and and you know what? You don't have to listen to me. You don't listen to Sarah. But when it happens to you, you can think of us and say, ah, oh, man, they were talking about that. I was in the damn podcast. <laughs> and hey, the yellow line, the yellow loop was only five miles, but still, like, you know. And then, and then, so the lamp started working and I'm just like going. Well, hold on. What I was worried with the story was going to go in this direction that because you didn't stop and you kept walking, that you fumbled the batteries. That's what I was waiting for you to say. If you'd have dropped the batteries in the bushes or something, and then you have a failing bat, the failing headlight trying to find your other headlight, that would be. That would the, be funny. That would pure... be like, k- k- you know, comical <laughs> to other people, not me. But here's the thing. I have a little bit of OCD. So my batteries were stacked into that like plastic wrapping yep. and I was taking it one at a time mm-hmm. and I was making sure to switch between fingers because I had in one hand the one headlamp that was open and ready to like be like, you know, ready. And it was just like I was taking the old batteries one at a time, putting it in my pocket before <laughs> I bust into like that yellow, the, the plastic. And then I was taking it one at a time and I slowed down to do that and I kept tripping. But I'm like, you know what, Sarah, take it easy. We're doing it one thing at a time. Okay, minus. This is the minus. This is where the minus goes. Okay, let's go. Stack it up. Let's go. One at a time. And I was like, so I did not fumble because I was like very, very like focused. Wait, 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 you know? wait, wait. Let me let me re- repaint the picture here. So you didn't, you had extra batteries, not a second headlamp. Both. Oh, you had both. So you did have light to at least see what you were doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that... Because now I was envisioning you doing it in the dark. No, but the one that's on my head, it's fading. It keeps fading. Like, I have to keep pressing it so Uh. it turns on, but it fades because it's so strong and Mm. the battery is so low. And it keeps... So, and the one that I was changing the battery to, it was also... It was the same level of light. So, I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) And I'm like... So, so worst comes to worst, I have my phone. But but the phone (laughs) is not... Is not... No, it doesn't work at all. So never ever rely on your phone light to run a Ragnar leg at night. Um, and then, yeah, so I was like, and then I even did not litter. I put that plastic that had the battery in my pocket. Nice. So I was like, and then, and then I I actually held, like put the light on my head and then I put away the, the, the fading light. Um, and then, but I was still scared because it was still dark. And I kept hearing things, probably because like... <clears throat> It was a mountain. There are some people up and some people down, and you can hear people like breathing. And I'm thinking, is it a bear? Is it a bear? <laughs> is it a bear? <laughs> so I'm always freaking myself out because yeah. there's nothing. I didn't see anything. And then, you know, people were like, you know, I had like a bunch of people passing me, which makes me very comfortable. And the last person was like, you know, slow down to catch his breath. And then. I'm like, and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just scared. And then he's like, oh. So he kind of like stayed with me for a little bit, but then he went away. And um, and I, I finished my loop. It was fine. I saw him the next morning, and I was like, oh, hey, I, you were the one that like kind of slowed down, and we were, we were going with me. And he was like, um, I was wondering, actually, I felt bad because I didn't know if you were scared of the dark or you were scared of me. And I'm like... <laughs> 
I'm like, nope, I am scared of the dark. And I'm like, every time I tell myself that I need to talk to someone to like have a, a night buddy, because like, I just don't know what's going on. Like I'm a 41 year old woman, but scared of the dark. I, I haven't no like, you know, I have horror stories as a child, but like, sure, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, my Ragnar legs have been very flawless and amazing, you know. Great. Except for that, the light thing. <laughs> so, what time did you do green? Um, I did green, I think about 9 a.m. Because, like, people were struggling with red at night. Mm -hmm. uh, so, they did it. They took their time. And also, um, yeah, I think that's that was it. And then the, the person before me, she was doing red. She took her, she took a little bit longer, but um, it was it was getting hotter. Not 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 bad, but like Saturday was hotter than Friday, like the during the daytime. Um, but green, Wait, if, if you were number six, if you were the sixth runner and you were finishing it, you're starting your green at nine. That means you were wrapped up by eleven. No, Maybe so almost twelve then. So when runner eight at night came back. We don't know when Runner 1 went out because he came back to the, he put his bib up and he came back to the camp and said, Ian, where are you? And everybody's like looking for Ian. Ian was up watching the movie in the village. So I don't know when he actually started. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sure we could look it up, but right. like it wasn't that far off, but I'm sure it was like sometime, you know, and there was some time between like, you know, the last second leg and the first third leg. But before we continue with green leg, let's let's, let's focus on that topic for a second. Having right. what I call the wake up plan at night. And when I was a captain, and I've I've retired from Ragnars, I, I attend them, but I don't run them anymore. Um, my wife and I have a very well known argument on this. With my teams, I say, okay, when we hit the dark legs and people are in their tents sleeping, we have to have the wake-up schedule. Everybody has to know who they wake them up and what they tell them when they get woken up. And during the team meeting, as the race is starting, we have to have this conversation. So when the first runner, let's say it's runner one, goes out at night at, say, 11 p.m., when runner one comes in, they have to go and tell runner three, three that runner two left at 1130. Yeah. And that they're predicted to do it for an hour. So they'll be in at 1230. Right. And then, but you have to have like voice clarification that the person's awake and knows they have to be up and ready to go in an hour. Right. And that trickles down the line where runner two talks to runner four, runner three talks to runner five. Yeah. As, as when I'm a captain, I instill that procedure and it goes very, very well. When I'm not the captain and it's left unattended, I I personally have missed the transition eight of the thirty that I did. Oh wow! Yeah, we've had we've had disconnects, and it's usually when I was a mercenary. Yeah. And I was not um, I was not a a leader on the team or right. a regular teammate, so they didn't have that. But and then your buddy who's watching the movie. He's he was ready. He was up there yeah. in the village, ready. But I don't think like because we were doing the one mile text, and then te some texts were coming in and some weren't. And um, but it was a so small he was relying on that. I think so. Honestly, I cannot like really speak to it because I was sleeping. I was getting my beauty sleep. I finished <laughs> at ten thirty p.m. Perfect. I didn't have to wake up until like you know six. That's really and good. then I was I woke up and runner 
three was coming in and runner four had come out, I still had plenty of time to drink my coffee, go to the bathroom, change, you know, mingle and socialize because that's a big part of what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I went up to the village and I was ready to go and it was green. So it was two point, they say it's 2.9, but my, my watch registered 2.6. So oh, that's easy money, and then you were done. That was yeah, and it was. Uh, it was but you were runner six. I was runner six. So if you were done at say ten, uh, I think I, I think I went out at nine thirty, so I was done by like you know ten, you know ten fifteen even. Yeah. But then the two more legs after that means your whole team was done by noon. Uh yeah, so around around one o'clock because like Red was in the middle of like ninety five degrees, and then Just he started a, yeah. getting dizzy. Yeah, beat so down. So, I get yeah. you. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no yeah, judgment. We I'm done, just saying that's we that's a that very time, yeah. respectable time to yeah. be finishing. Um, and it the was, team, did you know all the members of your team? Or I, it... did, I didn't know most of them. I know, like, so Deb was from, she was in, she did Immortal last year as an ultra with Libby. Mm -hmm. So she was on our team. She was our runner four. And then I had, like, Shannon and James Smith. They, I met them in Atlanta. So we started together. JC oh, cool. also the same. Um, we had... Uh, Runner two, Karen also was from Atlanta. We met her there. Most of them were people. Karen, that, yeah. Um, did I race? She with goes. She her first name is Carolyn, but she goes by Karen, I think, on her face. Did I race with her in Michigan two years ago? I'm not really sure. Is she a, a nurse? She is a nurse. Yeah, I yes, think that's the Karen that I raced with. Oh yeah. yeah. She's number two. Um, a number one was Ian. He was fast. Like he did green in twenty minutes. Uh, like. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, he was putting everybody to shame. And I'm like, dude, but he came off red and I was there to like say hello. He was like, you know, he was a little emotional. And I can recognize that because that's what happened to me in Zion. I came from red and I was like all discombobulated and I was crying and my friend was holding me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> Hashtag Ragnar. Hashtag Ragnar. Oh, oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so so green was a was it technical? Was it smooth? Was there any surprises? So green was um it was kind of like you start the first switchbacks with the yellow and the red mm -hmm. and then you just go straight and then you know red and yellow continue to keep doing switchbacks up the mountain and then you go straight and you go you keep going up but like very very gradually. So like it's really really like easy rolling hills and you have like and then you end up in um, like some woods, which is like a, 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 a bike trail. Nice. Um, it's really, really, um, so the one thing that I kept thinking about, honestly, is that they kept saying, oh, if it rained in Vermont, it would be terrible. And then the whole time I'm thinking about red, yellow, and green. If it was raining, I would have slipped and broke my leg like easily because there's a lot of boulders uh -huh. and there's a lot of like, um, kind of like really muddy areas so if it was raining there's no place to put your foot without slipping or like you know you have to like really be be very creative or very athletic or that's whatever. fun i like that um i like it when it's nasty <laughs> um yeah it is a great challenge um uh, but um for me i was like i kept thinking like oh my god it's awesome because like in like i'm gonna go back a little bit to red so in red when I was going down, I like to let myself go yeah. and just kind of pick up some time there. <laughs> I tripped, and I again I do my flying, you know, superwoman thing, yeah. <laughs> and I found like a like a tree branch kind of like coming out of the ground, and I just like held on to it, 
and then skied, you know, until I stopped. But my, my sunglasses kind of flew off, so I had to come back and go get it. Um, wow. But I didn't fall. I didn't fall. Like, I tripped a few times, but I did oh not fall God. at all. Because, um, like... That spikes your adrenaline so much when you almost fall. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do not like to fall. But I tripped so many times. I'm, I'm like, I became really good about catching myself down to fall because, like, I'm tall mm-hmm. and I'm heavy. So, <laughs> like, if I fall, it's like timber <laughs> and then <laughs> something breaks in the way. <laughs> you know, if I was shorter, a little bit lighter, maybe I'm yeah, fine. But no, long legs is so hard. It's just so hard. <laughs> I, I'm familiar with a, with a, the timber situation. I, uh, I did a race a couple weekends ago. Um, I got really dehydrated out there, and I fell on on rocks, oh my God. big rocks, and I got so I got super hurt. I'm sorry. And it's it's hard when it's hard when you have some mass and you and you go down like that. So yeah. I get it. Michael, right, that's 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 red, yellow, green. Let's talk about uh, any lessons learned that you would take to your next race, or anything you would recommend for somebody to think about before doing Vermont. Um. So for me. To keep my energy up and to keep the hydration up, like I usually, as soon as I'm like two days before the Ragnar, into the Ragnar throughout until I'm done and even after, I usually put like hydration, uh, like tablets into my water at all times. It helps hydrate your body. And I like, I'm like, oh, if you drink water, you're fine. No, it helps. It really, really helps. It makes a difference. (laughs) There's a difference for me between a Ragnar that I didn't really drink like these hydration pills with. And I'm like, I'm not trying to advertise one brand over the other, but like I I did use Noon or IV liquid. They're both work. Um, I like noon way more than liquid IV you myself. Do? Yeah, um, so you, that's like, what like, I, you crack the tablet in half, or you yeah. do the full thing. No, I do a full thing, and like uh, in the water bottle that I walk around with, I'm just chilling. Yeah, and then the small one, if it's a shorter leg, so. Uh, for yellow and for green, I only took the smaller, like, handheld water bottle. But for the red, I did the hydration pack. And I put, like, hydra- like liquid IV there. Like, it really, really helps with the energy because, like, you run out of energy quickly. And, and I have, like, my goo with me as yeah. well. With me. Like, I, whether I feel like I want it or not, usually if the red is eight miles, I, I mark, mark four, I'll stop and take, I'll take one just to give myself the energy to keep going. Because, you know, you're a human. You get tired. And... Yeah, the, the goos, they say like every half hour. Wow. Yeah. And maybe it's a, a marketing ploy. But I know many, many years ago I was doing goos every half hour. And then every hour I'd try to eat around 200 calories of no. real food. That's that's way back, though. And, all right, so, that uh, sounds so, about right. So because, the, the yeah. advice that you'd, you would give to somebody would be, Make sure you're thinking about your hydration plan and, and energy some sort of calorie yeah. intakes because ski resort type red loops can be long and harder than you think. You are running up a ski slope. Like right. imagine how, you know, you, what you're using, uh, like as far as power, muscles, tendons, ligaments, mm-hmm. all of that to push yourself up, you know, whether you're an athlete or not. Like you yeah. need energy and you need something to keep you going because, um, I just feel like it, it helps you also with recovery afterwards, even if you're like a great athlete. Like, yeah. you know, after that, you know, you're not dehydrated. You're not missing out on anything. So as a matter of fact, if you like I was doing 12 to 24, 48 and up to 72 hour long races um, way back in the day, like yeah. 25 years ago. And 
I remember you would take the goose or whatever gel. If you didn't continue to hydrate for about a day and a half after the race, hmm. because of all the sugar and goo and all the carbs that are in there, that you'd actually bad. you'd actually go into a uh, almost like a hangover. Oh wow! Yeah, because you, you had to you had to keep hydrating after keep the hydrating. fact because you just had so much of the the goo carbs in you. So yeah, that makes sense. So one of the one of the habits that I picked up doing as many Ragnars as I've been doing this year mm -hmm. is that at all times, continuously training or not training, I am continuously hydrating. I'm mm -hmm. like at work, I have this huge like one gallon thing that's marked. Yeah. And everybody's like, you're drinking that much water. I'll be traveling to the bathroom the whole time. I'm like, that's fine. Like I'll travel to the bathroom the whole time. But like, it keeps me hydrated. It keeps me focused. Drinking water is just like, in no. general, is like. You know, if you have your potassium and sodium levels and your magnesium levels all within the proper parameters and you do start drinking let's say a gallon of water to per day or or more yeah. um eventually your body learns how to balance it and, right. you, and you don't have to pee and then i know i dabbled with how much water could i consume to stay perfectly hydrated specifically before going to colorado or rainier yeah. or anywhere um that was overtly challenging or hot like Texas right. and um, my body would cap out I think between 145 and 165 ounces a day it wouldn't take anymore your body oh. your body my body would just say we're done like I would hold the drink to go and drink it and something instinctually would say nah you're good we're, we're, we're full <laughs> on water so that, that's, that's a neat feeling but that's, oh. that means you're in tune with your body which is awesome yeah. not a lot of people can say that so what would be, we'll finish with this, what would be your favorite part of Ragnar Trail, Vermont? Honestly, um, there are, like a man and his wife, they were the locals, they take care of the lodge area or the ski area. They set up a lot of, they set up the village, they helped with a lot of things. And even I saw a sign that says this cotton with like, like a pentagon, like, frame around it and I thought it was one of the stickers they're selling at the store but they were not because <laughs> the one that they had it's like it says Vermont Dragnar Trail doesn't say this Scotney Mountain and I'm like I wanted that one I wanted this <laughs> anyway so like the setup was really awesome everything was like really clean everything was marked nicely the, there was like porta parties like at each level there was so the um, where we were camped was like down there were like you know uh, it's in the lower area but then you have to go up a little bit and there's that's where the food and they had porta parties there and then you go another level up to uh the, the village itself so um the setup was really nice the village was awesome the weather was perfect i couldn't have asked for more perfect weather and I, and honestly the trails are challenging enough but very very doable so it would be i would do it again that's a great review yeah do you think we miss anything um i can't think of anything honestly you know, staff was amazing. Um, I love, you know, seeing them. They did a really good job. And um, that rock, know, that just... rock star Greg Cope was there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He always helps like anywhere and everywhere and everybody loves him. So it's, it's awesome. I, I've, I've struggled with coming up with a job title for him. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's gotta be something along the lines of Ragnar <laughs> superhero or like there's, he's like a fixer. Like there's, you're like, Hey, I'm looking for a two inch drywall screw he's like got it yeah <laughs> back in 10 minutes you're like that what? sounds like him <laughs> it's like hey we we need we need some yarn oh 
I just saw some yarn. I'll be right back. You're like, what? Yeah, and, and if and he doesn't have it, he'll find somebody who has it. He'll yeah. find a way to get it. He's he's awesome. He's a and, MacGyver. <laughs> and sometimes he's cruising around in that in that gator. That's how he's getting things done. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> that, that guy's a real rock star. He and he, yeah. and I mean, he he takes care of the entire race field, but he yeah. really he really caters to the uh, the immortal field yeah. as well. So and and Kimi was there too. It feels good to like she's like you know you know she takes care of all the ambassadors and then yes. so she's you know it was nice to see her and like hang out there's a lot of ambassadors there too cool it was fun it was fun like there was a lot of like all-star people there <laughs> i liked it yeah that's that's awesome that's what jenny said and i um i, I don't regret not showing up to them but yeah. based based on our family dynamic and house job dogs you know stuff like that i, I can't always get away and i'm personally i'm doing really good not succumbing to joining a team. <laughs> I, I'm really hey, so Hey, you far... have the board of directors uh, well, yes, team. So. Yes, the board of directors is, is different. Uh, that's, just so you know, it's not the Ragnar board of directors, it's the Bros and Bras, which is my running club's board of directors, which everybody in the club is on the board. And what we do is we'll go to a Ragnar like West Virginia or Richmond or there could be some other ones in the future that haven't been announced yet that we will show up at and we're there to cheer. We're with a team, but we're there just to cheer with all people. your lights and your setup and your yeah. music and your tents and your like. Do you, do you have the polls that says board of directors not or yet, not yet? Not okay, because I was looking forward to that. And <laughs> it's just you go to Ragnar's and you just what like just gonna cheer people on. It's like going to a Ragnar with no pressure to perform. Okay, yeah, it's That's like fun. you know when one of the models we have in Bros and Bras is that if you're gonna go on a Ragnar team, a you train. Because you don't have to train a lot, but we have the mindset is you are going to be the best can you be. can be yeah. at that moment for your team in case something happens. Everybody should be able to step up to help out and to finish the course as traditionally right. needed. Um, there's a lot of pressure in that, and as some of us, I'm not gonna say grow out of Ragnar, but I guess mature out, yeah. or we just decide I'm good. I'm good. I, I did. I did West Virginia like seven times. I think I, I don't even. I've done it a lot of times, and so much so that I've, I the entire course is memorized. Yeah. But the board of directors is an infrastructure unit that is there to cheer, have a good time, drink some beers. We bring up grills and chairs, and then we. It's it's still a new concept, but the electronics, light show, and music. Like we had a, a neon sign for I the first time. I missed that, man. I, I saw the neon sign on pictures. I saw pictures like there are different teams taking pictures of the same tree from different <laughs> angles, different colors. Dude, I'm like, oh, I missed out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we lit up approximately 4,000 square feet of oh tree God. of the tree cover with like disco lights. And that was really nice. nice. It, was, it was fun. And uh, the one part I regret about West Virginia with the board of directors is that um, I was just too tired. Frankly, yeah. I got too drunk is what happened. <laughs> and by nine o'clock, I was, very I, common in I, know, a regular trip. <laughs> I, sh I shut down the whole, I shut down the whole operation cause I was going to bed and yeah. I wasn't sleeping at my tent site. So right. I just figured why make it somebody else's problem? But, <laughs> but yeah, board of directors is really a, a good time. It's not as, I mean, you definitely want to run Ragnar's because it's, it's, that's the adventure and the accomplishment. But when you've upgraded, you upgrade to like glamping and then, right. you, and then you upgrade to like a suite or a condo. But then there's the 
on course upgrade where you're just here to support and have fun with it, everybody. That's that's the best part. Right. And me. honestly, like I'm 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 a baby to Ragnar. I was like I'm new. This is my like, you know, second year running. Um but you know, I'll upgrade to the board of directors when I decide to Anytime. <laughs> well no, here's the here's the beauty is that once you're on board of directors, the only the only reason you're officially on board of directors is when you're not running. Uh, yeah, exactly, but and I'm can, just saying. Yeah, but you can go back and run <laughs> uh-huh. like the next there's year. A, there's like a, it's not a one way straight. Right. Yeah, okay. it's, it's not permanent, and and you can't fully embrace the concept of board of directors if you have to run laps. So people exactly. still hang right. in the board of. Di- it's called the C-suite. The C-suite, absolutely. Yes. We actually have a sign that says C-suite now. <laughs> I am looking forward yeah, yeah. to next year's yeah. West Virginia. I want to see it. So anybody can hang out in the C-suite and enjoy the the relaxing environment if you will uh but then you gotta go run but the people that are just chilling that are dialed in yeah like somebody was saying i'm pretty sure kevin just drank and ate the entire weekend he didn't leave i was like that's exactly what i did i sat there and grilled and it was great were you able to interview people on the podcast oh my god so yeah I was going to have the whole podcast and Immortals or anybody come by and talk about. And a couple people asked me. Yeah. I was having so much fun. I didn't feel like working. Oh, so I did didn't. Not, I, didn't it, it was all there. It was hey, all, I'm not going to be mad about that because I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I get you. But I um, I don't even care if I disappointed anybody. I just I wasn't feeling it. No. And then if if I started interviewing one person, that meant there's probably 40 more people in line. They were going to be. Coming. And then hurting those cats, and that's how real Ragnar gets. Like a lot of people think, oh, it's like a party, and there's costumes and yeah. weird personalities, and a whole village, and this whole festival environment. But it gets once the once the starting gun kind of goes off, and your first runner goes out, it gets real really fast, and all of a sudden it's not as party centric. And now it's like I got to survive this damn thing. Right. Um. So that's cool. So speaking of costumes, you in Tahoe, we, I was part of like a team called like California, uh, the Pirates of California. Mm-hmm. So I had like a Pirates custom that I wore in Tahoe and I was runner eight. So like I wore it all day. Yeah. I liked it so much and I wore it after I was done running in Vermont and I was doing my volunteer shift afterwards. So I was doing it in my pirate's costume. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and awesome. I think I'll be wearing it in every Ragnar that's, that's coming up. But nice. like once I'm done running or if I'm waiting around, I'll be sure. in my pirate's costume. So, you know, some people have unicorns, some people have chicken suits. I'm going to have my pirate's costume. <laughs> uh, what else we see? Uh, uh, Pedro is uh, hot sauce. Yeah, right. but he was with the booby bandits, so he was wearing like pink capes and like you know, <laughs> pink earring, like nice. like headbands. You know who does it? The Mandy Randy Ronda team out of uh, Northwest Passage. What did they do? They um they have their own cricket, so they make their own custom T-shirts for every race. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they they did one in Oregon, and they dressed up like like I guess pioneers crossing the west and they <laughs> were all awesome. they were they were all almost all ladies oh wow. yeah and they do costumes up really good too that's so, cool. yeah, it's fun i i liked it and i feel like you know it just kind of like became part of my personality now in ragnar so i'm like all right maybe i'll stick to it that's cool yeah <laughs> you now have you now dialed in on on, on your look yep absolutely all right, Sarah, I think did we cover it all i think so that's awesome well thanks for being on the podcast and that was ragnar trail vermont what's next um reach the beach this weekend actually this weekend we'll have fun with that i look forward to talking to you about that one because i did it last year also thank you so much thank you for having me kevin all right 
What's up, Ragnar Runner? I am Sarah Albanawi, and I am a Ragnar Relay Ambassador. Consider me your top resource for your travel tips, packing, team building, or information about the venue, anything Ragnar. Find me at Sarah Albanawi on Instagram. Save 10% at registration by using my ambassador code SAAMB22. Today's conversation was brought to you by Bracken's Painting. You can find information about Bracken's Painting at www.brackenspainting.com for all of your residential and commercial painting needs. Give Bracken's a call.